Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Hi, welcome to the Fitness Genie podcast. It's Coach Laura here. And today I want to discuss addictions and coping mechanisms. Reason being... I personally have experience of having a lot of baggage on my shoulders and I think it's something that everyone has and everyone builds from an early childhood depending on how much trauma and how much uh, I guess hardships you've been through um, is and how sensitive of a person you are will reflect on how much baggage you're actually holding. So I've had my fair share of addictions and shields, I like to call it, just having a shield in front of you. And I think over time, one shield follows another one, follows another one. And if you're not careful, eventually it can change who you are, how you present yourself, your behaviours and your thoughts as well. So I think it's important that we bring awareness to just becoming aware of that within yourself so you can start trying to peel the layers back down again and be more true to yourself. If you're not true to yourself and who you are and you're more concerned with protecting yourself with these coping mechanisms and control strategies, the more likely you are to suffer from specific diseases like cardiovascular diseases or autoimmune issues, create broken relationships, relationship broken relationships with yourself to start off with and relationships with others as well. It could also hinder potentially kind of your um, your ability to reach higher in your own growth, whether that be career-wise, with friendships, with connections, and with just personal growth as well. 
So I guess the best way, as I always like to do, is take this back to my own experiences and hopefully that will help allow others to resonate with this better. So from uh, an early age, I did pick up some obsessive habits and addictions. From a very early age, I started using a nasal spray um, just from just having a cold and then I never stopped using it. I don't know how I got away with doing this for this long because I only quit it recently. Like I'm talking about two months ago and that was since I probably picked that up when I was about five years old and I started using it regularly on a daily basis. Even though I'd been told that it was not good for me, I didn't stop using it. So this was a somewhat of an addiction that I used throughout my whole life and I usually used it at night. So I guess I used to sneak into the bathroom cabinet and use it. I don't know. Um, and then ended up finding a way to buy it myself. And yeah, I just continued to use it. It actually has a stimulant in it within itself. And so I think I probably got addicted to that stimulant as well as being... being uh, able to clear, uh, clearly breathe so much better. Um, when I first moved to England, so my family moved to England at, when I was eight years old, I also picked up some OCT, OCD habits. I got very, very obsessive about having certain things in my room in specific positions and I wouldn't be able to sleep unless that was all set out in a specific way. Now, I don't personally remember this, but over the years, my mum has reminded me, especially when other sort of addictions have come into play and like, you know, this hasn't started recently. This has literally been since I was a kid. So I do understand that some people are more prone to these things than others. Um, but the reason I started this OCD habit was because uh, it was a stressful period for me. I didn't really know how to speak English. So English is my second language. I wouldn't call it my second language anymore, but at the time it was. My dad would speak English to me, but apparently I wouldn't speak English to him. Um, I just spoke Dutch or Flemish. Anyway, it was a very stressful time for me. Um, and my go-to was having these OCD habits, which um, I guess eventually I lost as I became more comfortable in the situation. And then come... Uh, my teenage years, I picked up some more habits and it progressed not just to the addictions. And I guess I had those underlying ones, which I didn't even think about, like for instance, the nasal spray and potentially some OCD habits, but also um, social coping mechanisms. I've spoken in the past about how I've always been quite introverted and it's not that I'm shy, I just am quieter. I'm not someone who feels like I need to be the centre of attention. Um, I often just like to be in my own, own head. I've always been told that I was very quiet as a child and more of an observer. But you kind of learn during your school years that the people who are popular and have more friends are louder, more extroverted. Um, and a bit of a busybody, just, you know, uh, know a lot of people um, are great at speaking with guys and just, yeah, just 
being more outspoken and confident. Whereas for me, I was like pretty much the opposite. So I learned to kind of put this facade on. And it was much easier to do this drinking alcohol and using substances. And it stuck with me, especially through university as well. At university, I started, I, I didn't have many friends. And the friends I did have were um, those that I met at my hockey club. But in the hockey club, I went to an English university. The hockey clubs and most sports clubs are very oriented around drinking and being like a proper lad, um, having a lot of banter and being really loud and outspoken. So I had to put this facade on it and it was a real struggle for me. So instead, I obviously drank (laughs) to make myself be able to fit in with everyone. And I remember when I, in my second year of uni, like I just, I'm not, I don't really enjoy drinking that much. And it just got to a point where I stopped. And um, when I decided not to drink, I actually lost a lot of my friends. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or, number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote-unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else, Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. So me not being this overt person that people had seen me being when I was drunk um, affected my friendships. Now, at the time, obviously, it didn't click with me that those friendships weren't real friendships. (laughs) Um, And the more true that you are to yourself, the more likely you are to attract people who are like-minded to you. But I didn't know that at the time. And I've had friends who would, like, go into my cupboards and have a look at my clothes and, you know, say, laugh at certain things that I would wear and stuff. And so I would again, put up another shield, which was me trying to impersonate these other people. Because if I was myself and decided to wear what I wanted to wear or decided to do what I wanted to do, I would get judgments for it and potentially lose friends. So it's not that I had in any way a bad childhood, in any way, you know, unlucky with friends or anything like that. This is just natural and a part of life and this happens to everyone. Some people are super lucky and they might not necessarily get these certain rules put up because of specific things that have happened in their past. I know that I'm a very sensitive person and it's much more easy for me to be able to 
have these control issues and these masks put up in order for me to cope with life and cope with certain situations. But if nothing is done about about this and the less you the less you act like yourself it's gonna start eating away at you um and it can start eating away at you through the physical form as well as mentally as well now i've spoken about how i've had anxiety in the past i've also mentioned that i've had like weird allergic reactions and things like this and the less I listened to myself and what my body was craving to do and craving to be, the more issues that started sparking up. So uh, one of the other addictions I had was coffee. It's a stimulant. And again, it changes kind of your uh, how you present yourself. You feel more hyped and obviously more outspoken. Again, this whole extroverted pattern that I have in my life that's obviously been an issue for me. Um, but I've now come to a point in my health where I cannot touch caffeine anymore. I cannot go near stimulants. Not that I've necessarily abused them, but my body, I am not living according to who I am and what my body is like and needs to behave in order for me to live an optimal life and be who I truly am uh, and so it ate away at me and now I've reached the point where if I have stimulants and have these not mind-altering external fixes but they do change can change your presentation of yourself it's going to really cause a lot of harm to my health so I've now had to strip that dry. <laughs> I've also had to give up my nasal spray, hence that happened two months ago. But it started affecting my health because I wasn't living according to who I am and who, minus all the layers, you know, who, what my purpose is and um, what my values are and what my morals are. Whereas now I feel much happier within myself and proud to be who I am and be that quieter soul, be that more sensitive person and allow other people to see that too. Now, these shields that you put up or masks that you put up can be all sorts of things. So I guess to split it up, I guess it would be easier to explain. You've got the coping mechanisms and the control mechanisms where you have the masks in front of you but then you also have the control strategies to help you be able to deal with things better in life so for me I had both of these I had the masks put up in order to help me get through life socially but then I also had the control strategies in place to help me deal with life better as well and avoid the things that I was potentially uh, not dealing with <laughs> not um expressing for instance traumas uh traumatic experiences like the ocd situation when i was younger um and i've had bad relationships where i got really addicted to chewing gum it sounds so bizarre but i was in a relationship where i wasn't very happy and 
part of the reason was not really anything against him, but I wasn't very happy with myself as well. And it was somewhat of a traumatic experience within itself over that period of time because I wasn't, we weren't compatible for each other. So I wasn't able to truly express who I am anyway. What I did was I started chewing gum, but I started chewing gum to the point where I was eating two packs a day. Like I was literally like a smoker. It was so bad and obviously digestive upset and whatever. Um, Probably reason why my gut is all messed up right now, but <laughs> that's another story. But you can see that I was distracting myself from what was happening in my life at the time. And it was somewhat of a trauma within itself. Now trauma's become a bit of a buzzword recently and I don't want to I don't want it to become such a buzzword that it becomes cringe because it's a really important word and it requires a lot of context. A trauma is just a either a psychological or physical experience which is very distressing to you. Um and it doesn't even have to be very distressing or the event might not be very distressing for someone else, but can be upsetting for you. So it's very contextual and subjective. And I think people, anything can be a trauma within itself. And I hope that the buzzword doesn't become something that's um, overused and also looked at negatively which often happens when things are used like in just general mainstream a lot um but yeah I'm kind of digressing now <laughs> um but yeah traumas can happen throughout your life and will happen throughout your life and depending on the sensitivity of the person depending on also the uh traumas that the person has been through and the hardships that the person has been through some events can be more triggering than others. So for instance, um, a pinch on the skin can be very traumatic to someone who's never, never had a scratch or bruise on themselves. They've never fallen over. And that one time they fall over or that one time someone pinches their arm, it can, it can hurt a lot. Whereas for someone else who, for instance, is like a fighter and does combat sports, a little pinch on the arm means nothing to them, but that's only because of their experiences and the hardships that they've been through and that's allowed them to be much more tolerant to that sort of trauma. So like I said, very subjective. I like to use the example of how last year in Melbourne we had an earthquake and the earthquake wasn't even that big. It Well, I think it was like five or six on the Richter scale or something, but in the grand scheme of things, like when you see, you know, the giant earthquakes that happen all over the world, it really wasn't much and didn't do much damage. But I'd never experienced this before. And when it happened, I remember I was sitting on the sofa and I could see the whole place just move. And I swear it went on for like, what well, felt like 30 seconds, but it probably was more like 10, 15 seconds. Now, after that event happened, I kept waking up in the night for months afterwards every time my boyfriend next to me was moving I thought we were in an earthquake again and I would wake up sweating <laughs> and then realize what would happen I was like oh my goodness this is so strange because I'd never experienced that before but you can see how for me that was super triggering like I said I'm a sensitive person I'd never experienced that before 
And so it really affected me for a long time afterwards, whereas for other people, it didn't affect them whatsoever. Um, so again, very subjective, very dependent on the individual. But as the years progress, as you grow older, the baggage of the masks, the shields, the controls that you hold on yourself can build and build and build. And I just want to make it so... I want to make it apparent to people how important it is to be yourself and to try and help strip those layers away because it can damage your health. It can damage relationships and it will eat away at you. So if you notice yourself doing anything like um, a big one is people pleasing. Now people pleasing quite often people associate that with really nice people and kind people who just want to you know do good for others but people pleasing especially in like conversations always being agreeing with people they're often not agreeing internally but they're agreeing externally to that other person because then they can control the situation the person in front of them they're controlling their judgments on them their perceptions of themselves so it's a control mechanism <laughs> and that's actually something that would have come about from some sort of relationship experience that may have still be haunting that individual Another one is arrogance. A lot of people think really badly of arrogant people, but when you actually understand what overly confident, overconfidence really is, that again, it's just a protection mechanism for something that's happened in the past with that individual. Suddenly you can empathize with them or sympathize with them so much more. And it makes you, it makes you feel, feel more for them. Um, and hopefully actually like the person more. And maybe it's something that you can speak to them about and uh, yeah, get to know them more behind, try and peel away that arrogant shell and give the person a second chance rather than judging a book by its cover. But as you can see, the masks, the control mechanisms, like I've said like a gazillion times in this podcast now, <laughs> Um, can really change who you are. Um, there is a way to help you combat these and strip them away, but it takes a lot of awareness and persistence and commitment and consistency. And it will change your life if you do. Now, if you've start started picking things up from yourself that you can relate to from what I've been talking, I would suggest writing them down. And I would suggest noticing yourself doing certain things, whether it be social or just in the house or just like um, little ticks you might have or fidgeting or whatever. Anything that you notice yourself doing constantly to um, feel better about yourself or cover something up, I want you to sit with it and try not to do it. Try and talk from the heart or sit still and feel what you're feeling and what happens. What happens then? So I had this 
when I had my weird and wonderful addictions of gum, caffeine, um, nasal sprays and stuff, when I stopped and when all that noise stops and you sit with what's actually happening inside you and you start feeling, don't fight that feeling. Sit with it and learn what your body's actually trying to tell you. Because if you don't listen to it, like I said, it's going to eat you up physically or mentally and mentally as well. It can happen both. So sit with it and then learn from it. And slowly, slowly, over time, the more you practice actually talking from the heart and being and sitting and reflecting, the more you'll be living to how you are built to be. You'll find that the circle of friends that you're around might start changing you'll find you'll start being able to connect deeper with others and with yourself. You might even find yourself finding a new hobby or career path you want to go through. And that can be really, really powerful and really, really scary as well. But trust me, it's scary in a good way. Anyway, if you found this interesting, please let me know. If it resonated with you, please let me know. Um... Don't make me feel like I'm in the dark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.